Fight fans, this is the weekend that you've been waiting for. Phil, that streak. We'll, we'll get to the streak later, but how fucking pumped are you for this weekend? I just like it's it's the best time because all you get to do is absorb everything. You get to watch all the videos. You get to watch everything. You just you get so intri- intrigued about the inner workings of this card and and the, the the battles between each other and how they're prepping and you know it's just so interesting because of how good everyone is on this card you know there's a lot of good fighters on this card and it should be like a, a stack card or really action action packed yeah i'm definitely excited about the the top end the it's definitely top heavy <laughs> there are some some gems later on uh if you, if you once you dive deeper into the card so before we get into the card before we get to 253 last weekend was pretty exciting man there's some pretty good fights uh, we, i got we got to talk about this guy first man let me let me kamzat chimaev oh man that guy like i don't know dude i don't, i don't even know i was trying to explain to people who don't watch fighting like what this guy did and it, just listening to myself i'm like Okay, it, it doesn't sound as impressive coming out of my mouth as like watching this guy every every one of those fights. You know what I mean? I, I always try to equate it to another sport. Okay, so if you think about what this guy has been able to do in such a short amount of time, who would you equate it to in another sport? Because I mean, the not only the fight, the short span between fights, but the way he's doing it. You know what I mean? Like I can't think of another. Who came out of nowhere and just? Oh, well, he, I can't. Like, hey, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let, let's let's just sit. I really want to sit on this for a second. So, percentage wise, what are the what what's the what are the chances that this is just like a a good streak that he's on, or that there's no like, like coincidence or no? Like, what are the chances? Ten ten percent. Yeah, it's very low. Like this, there's there's streaks. And then there's just utter dominance. So, so you think that he is where we see him right now? Like that's that's him. Absolutely, he's just getting warm, dude. He's just okay. getting warm. And, and not only that, think about this, okay? Prior to this stretch, he was an unknown. No one knew about this guy, right? Maybe, maybe the hardcores, but not really. So he's basically how many people are out there on this planet that could come into the UFC and just smash guys like this because this guy came out of nowhere and he is like that that what was it four total strikes, one punch knockout, just beautiful placement, beautiful power, the the ability to shift his weight from, you know, uh, into, into max generation from a short span. If you watch the punch over, he just, he just, he almost like a Superman punch and he just shifts his weight right perfectly balanced, beautiful. And that stuff, when to do it like that, that quick, I mean, that's no fluke. Okay. Let me ask you this because we, we saw Sugar, you know, have a couple really nice, clean 
drops early, look untouchable, and then had, you know, what what we saw last time he was in the cage. I'm not saying that's what's happening here. Yeah. But, you know, the, the biggest, the biggest uh, uh, storyline with, with this guy coming into this fight was he hasn't really fought anyone. He hasn't fought anyone that's going to put up a fight, that's going to give him a challenge, that a lot of it had to do with, with the opponents. Now, does that go away just because of this fight? Like, was his opponent... I don't know. To me, you sure? Yeah, he was. A, he's all right. No, he's a solid fighter, man. He, he, he. Like he's okay. He's not elite level, but he definitely has a lot of fights. He has a lot of fights in the UFC. He's a, he's a, he's a great. He is a great. He's a good fighter. I would say oh, he's a I good. Was gonna say he can't. He's a, a good fighter. He's a good fighter. Like he literally not to, not to put him down, but like he is a, a that that lower kind of echelon of gatekeepers where it's like he could make a run if he put himself together. But he he is definitely where he belongs, obviously. But the the difference between this guy and Sugar, okay? Do, do you see him like Kamaev? Do you see him on Twitch? Okay, but but that's different than as a fighter. That's that's but the, but that's but the mentality at this level is everything. Oh, I, I dude, I'm not I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I agree. Yeah. Tons of distractions on one end of that spectrum, and there's you know one guy that just probably eats, literally sleeps, eats, does nothing but think about fighting. You know, like there there's a huge difference there, and I agree with you. But I'm just saying, I just don't know that I'm ready to say, okay, now he's actually fought someone. Okay, like don't get me wrong, the way he won, I just it blew my mind. I'm sure, like I'm sure it blew everyone else because. You literally went in saying, "Okay, he's not going to win like that again because the guy's expecting it." The other with guy the, with the pressure. <laughs> it's great. I still can't believe that, man. That's, <laughs> okay, so so let me ask you: Does he? Does he? Is, are you seeing the same thing with Maya right now? Like since that's the fight, I have no question. I have no question. Just bulldoze through through him again, and it's over. he will he will buzzsaw right through his jujitsu. Because he's he's too he's is it's too much right now. It's like it's like a, it's like a tsunami, and as I think, the, you know, the guys are the guys will be intimidated just going into the ring with uh, the octagon with this guy, and and to go to go into Maya, he, Maya four years ago, five years ago, different story, even two years ago, but this Maya who got beat pretty bad last time. It, I just don't see him. He's a, he's another one of those guys on the way out, and this guy is just hungry. You know, he he'll fight anyone, anyone. You know, so I fully believe that, and that belief in your system itself. If you look at like that and Connor say, you know, that's just it's it's, it's the momentum's too much. Now, at what point do you start? Oh, that did not work. That did not work. <laughs> difficulty. We're trying to bust a serious sound effect there, but at what point do you start thinking? How many times do you need to do this before? Is does he need to get to the belt before you start calling him like you know with the word great or as one of the best? Or oh no, no, you, he's not like even like he's just again he's just getting warm. You don't even enter that best of territory until he defends multiple times, especially at his weight class. So yeah, I mean, no, he's he's good. Now you talk about him, you know, kind of rising star, and then you look at another rising star who's there, you know, in this in this two fifty three matchup, Adesanya Costa, right? You kind of look at a different situation, and you got to look at the level of competition you're going to be stepping up because Paul Paul Costa is what's up right now. I mean, that guy is a 
beast. And Israel is another guy with strong striking. You know, he's he's there. And it's kind of like, will Kamayev get to that point quick, just like Israel did? Or is he going to get a couple of guys in between to really settle him in? And, I and- say he beats Maya, beats another guy, top five, get to give him the title shot. See, and that and that's kind of where I was going. What you what you just touch on there, like I, I'm just wondering, is he at that level, and he like he just hasn't had the fight yet, or is he just he's really good for what he's had on his plate, but he needs to grow still to get to that level. Like, do you think talent wise, this guy's already got he's already got what he needs that's to win, win those fights? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it is a good question because you're looking at that. But I mean, the the fights that he's had, he's come out every time pretty dominant. I mean, in the UFC, again, we don't know a lot about previously, but we don't know anything before they get to this point anyway. So, I mean, I I like as a prospect, watch watch his you know his uh, odds just go through the roof for like minus eight hundred, minus a thousand. You know what I mean? That it's twelve hundred. It could get to that point uh, in a couple of fights. So it could be cheap money now, knowing. But against Maya, I don't. I don't see how Maya does is able to execute what he needs to execute for him to do that. He's got to penetrate. He's got to get connect to him. He's got to wrestle him and take him down against the fence, which I just don't see happening. So, yeah, I'm. I'm I again, I, I feel like, and that's why I was asking about this. His last opponent, opponent, I'm thinking like. Similar to Maya, is he like on the back end of his career? He's kind of past, you know, his, the best, the best fighter that we, we were seeing out of him, possibly, and maybe, you know, that that's kind of all I'm asking. Like, it's yeah, like I mean, you're looking at you're looking at that against Mirshar. You, he, he's a fighter, and this was four strikes, and you, he knocked him out. Now, I'm not saying that if you took the like a normal traditional round of you know, three rounds or whatever, if you went the normal way, it wouldn't be like that. But the thing is, is, is he, he came out when he needed to, you know, and, and that alone tells me the, despite the opponent who was a quality opponent, if it was a tomato can, that's different, but he was a quality opponent and maybe he fluked out, but he did it when the pressure was on. So that combination of things really puts the spotlight on him. And that's why everyone's so hot on him because he's able to do it when he needs to and in a violent fashion. And going forward, he's just, if he does it again to Maya, watch out. Yeah. And anyways, I, I think he does. And <laughs> I mean, yeah. how, how you fucking how watch. Yeah. I was going to say, how do you not get excited to watch, you know, something like it's, it's like you said, when Connor was first coming up or, or those first like GSP fights, you know, when, when something that, you get excited to watch when you when you find that fighter that's exciting to watch whenever they're on a card, and he's definitely become that in in a very short period. Just because you know what he's like, you know what, uh, whatever fight I'm given, I'm out there. You want you want me to fight twice in in a week, I'm I'm there. You know, people respect does, that. doesn't care, and he's ready to go. You know, who doesn't matter? He he'll call out anyone ready to go. He called out Stephen Wonderboy Thompson the other day on Twitter. He called. Well, he, the, the funny thing is now I don't know if he, like the funny thing is that is that all the fighters are calling him out because he's become such a hot commodity, including a guy who's fighting this weekend. Well, I mean, if you're a guy looking to re- make your name for yourself again, like Wonderboy, that's a smart fight. You know, if you think you can beat him, which, you know, depending on his style, again, if you put right now, Kamaya versus him, Wonderboy, right now, who would you, who would you put the odds to? No, you know it's, hard, 
yeah, it's hard to bet. Like, this I guy. love Wonder Boy. I think he's a fantastic fighter, but I mean, the momentum, right? So uh, once he beats Maya, who knows? So, anyways, yeah. we got a crazy fight to talk about. Never mind. For sure, man. For sure. <laughs> ten, minutes, ten minutes to. to I mean, yeah, there was that hug talk is is real, it. but is that right? All right, so you know what? We've been starting at the top, and I kind of want to get right into it with this one, man. Might as well. Okay. You want to hit it? Let's so look, I mean, you know, you you've got the the storyline here with the big bully in Costa, and and you know the big muscular looking guy. Who's you know my biggest concern with him is definitely with the with the weight cut, and then you've got Israel, who people are saying is you know the more precise, skinnier, lankier, you know more. Uh, he, he's just see. This is what I want to ask you. I'm going to start with the precision thing because this is the part of the storyline where you hear two different sides. You hear yeah, Adesanya is the more precise fighter, but then when you look at the numbers. And I, there was a reporter that actually pointed this out. If you look at Costa's uh, percentage on point above from uh, body and head, and you okay. take out the legs, he's actually more accurate than Israel. Whereas Israel, a lot of those numbers are coming from him hitting knees and hitting legs. Do you know anything about that? Precision is is uh, is okay. So two different kinds of precision. Israel is all about setting up and trapping and then connecting, right? Whereas to do that effectively, you need to focus on the top to bottom body. So like kicks, high punch, body, you know, you're going to see these kind of fluid combinations that he connects with and, and, and is able to, you know, that with his length. So he's going to do a leg kick to start disabling your leg. He's going to start giving you a couple of jabs. Then he's going to go low. And then he's, you know what I mean? So he's going to do this variety. So that kind of precision is based on being first in footwork, getting, get, being the aggressive. Maybe he's countering also because Israel is really good at that. But at the same time, he's still picking his spots. You take a hit on your power. If this is a video game, right? By doing that, but you just need to hit the punt, right the point, and it lights out as evidenced against uh, uh, Whitaker, right? So the precision on Paulo Costa is is the precision of cutting him down. Well, there's, there's also there's, I'm going to throw another little tidbit in there in in your little because if you look at punches landed per minute you're looking at almost three times, like at least double with Costa versus 8.83 with Costa versus 3.96 in Israel. But then if you look at the shots absorbed per minute, it's less than half for Adesanya versus Costa. And that's, yeah, it totally makes sense, right? But it kind of balances it out in a way. But that's the thing, like Costa can get hit. If you watch his last fight, he can get hit. You know, he can get hit against Romero. He he pressured him as hell. You know, he definitely put the pressure on Yol, and he he was definitely the aggressor and deserved everything. But at the same time, he did take punches, but he took them. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's why I'm saying, okay, like you're looking at the contrast between Israel, who's gonna he's gonna be on perimeter, he's gonna be you know uh, counter shots. Versus Costa, who's gonna he's he's just gonna come plodding around. He maybe he cut out. He's not much of a dancer. He's gonna he's hit that point. 
it's a chess match. Can Israel get out of the position? Can he swing around? Can Costa cut him off and then impact his his power punches? If he can do that, then I think it's going to be a bad night for Israel. If Israel can swing away, then you know it's 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 going to be fun to watch. Any any concern with Paulo's weight cut and and the the big difference between these two fighters going into a fight like this and and managing that weight? I think not really now. Maybe you know five years ago that w- would have been something. Hopefully at this point it's not. I think he'll he'll be okay for Costa. He's a big guy, man. Like if you look at him, actually, did you see talking about Costa? And I'm not calling these out are, are really can be really tough. You know, I, I hate that because if he isn't, but Faraz just recently was on his podcast and he straight up suggested that Costa was on the, on the sauce. He said that USADA is probably taking a nap right now and he's taking full advantage of it. He goes, that is not natural to be that big while doing the anaerobic exercise. Now, I mean, who am I to say, right? Like, I'm definitely not like that. But quite the accusation, though, I, I by Faraz, you know. From a guy who, who you would think would know, right? You know what I mean? Mind you, a lot of guys in his gym got busted. So let me ask you this. We're – like, what are your thoughts? Where, where's this fight going? And and let me just, sorry, I, I wanted to throw this in first. The big, another big thing on, on Israel's side is that you can't deny the reach, man. Like his leg reach, even five inches advantage, his arm reach, dude, eight inch advantage. Absolutely. And that's, have, that, that, that's the advantage, you know, and, and, and it, you use it. And it's not like, okay, yeah, okay, Paulo's a powerful guy, but it's not like, uh, you know, Adesanya's, he's got his, his fair share of KOs. Uh, no question. And again, you know, he's still 6'1". But remember a guy who was 5'10", who didn't give a shit about what size you were, Mike Tyson. Oh, right? I, thought, I thought you were going to say uh, <laughs> Matt Serra. <laughs> Matt Serra. <laughs> no, he's, he's like 5'6", man. I'm kidding, man. I know, I'm kidding. I just always think of that. No, but Mike muscle. Tyson. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. So same kind of thing here. Can he, can he get inside? Is he able to connect with those massive mallets his hands you know if he can do that it's it, it like he'll he'll bounce him off his head you know so where's this fight going is this gonna is this are these guys gonna stay on their feet till someone gets ko'd or you see something different happening and and give us an idea where where you're seeing it like if people are looking on a prop bet which round that kind of thing i i okay Funny you say that because I'm looking at this and we're looking just looking at them, right? You look at Israel and you look at Costa. First thing you think of is KO, right? TKO. Yeah. Okay. I think that it's going to be a situation. It's going to be a weird thing occurring, so similar to Khabib versus Connor, right? Where I think Costa is actually going to submit Israel. I think that it's going to be a weird kind of scramble and then Costa's going to, you know, he's no slouch on, on the ground. I think he's going to, and he's going to power in like a rear naked or, or, or something like, yeah, something weird that you wouldn't expect that it's going to be like, Oh man, because that's when it is. If it's just striking, these two guys are great, man. Like, I mean, Israel's awesome. His de- his defense and his ability to avoid is amazing. Costa, his ability to pressure while taking shots and avoiding shots. Like he does have that kind of Mike Tyson-ish kind of ability to get out of the it's kind of, like, it's kind of like Tyson versus Mayweather. 
you know, like Mayweather just dodging those punches. Getting yeah, it. yeah. I mean, in a, in a weird way, yeah, because it's it's very finesse versus power, but obviously it's the same weight class. <laughs> All right. So what you're saying, Costa? Is that what you're saying? I, I mean, my brain. This is one of those. My brain is telling me Israel. My heart is telling me Costa. But my gut. Sorry, not my heart, because I don't particularly care about the guy. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know about his personality. He looks like, you know, the, 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 the Ricky Martin special, whatever, but I don't, I don't care. But so my, my gut is telling me Costa and I, I gotta say, like, I think it's going to be one of those. And not only that, but if you look at a Costa's admission as a prop bet, I'm pretty sure it's like plus 1200, fuck 1200 bones. So well, I mean, like you said, nobody's expecting that. So I, I, I really, not that you say, it, I hate to, I hate agreeing with you. <laughs> now that I'm agreeing with you, I just, I love that you brought this up because I'm sure that this is not something I've heard. And again, if you're going to make sense, if you, it totally makes sense. And if you're going to make a bet like that, I mean, he's got the background. People forget, like this guy's a Brazilian badass jujitsu motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like he's not like coming in here like he's just going to be swinging his his fists and hoping he connects. He's he's got a he's got more. Uh, behind those muscles, you know, than than you not than you think, but you know what I'm saying. But he's smart too. Like he 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 is he, he is able to to pressure without bl- like blowing his wad too much on 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 trying to finish, or he just finishes him right. But you know he's he isn't he's, he's, he knows he's he's tempered. So I think that if he he gets him in trouble and and Israel in many fights, okay has been known to take a shot and go down against Gastelum against, uh, I forgot who it was, but he, he takes a shot and goes down. If he does that against Costa, that's lights out. And that's what I'm saying. It could be, he takes a punch, goes down. Costa goes in to tries to smash him, leaves himself open, grabs an arm bar near, near a naked choke and then, and, and gets a submission. And that's why I think it's going to be one of those weird things. Plus 1800 book it. All right, there you go. Book it on my bookie. Who do you uh, like? Oh, I, I'm going with Adesanya, man. I, I watched him in Vegas against. Um, oh wow, what was the last UFC with live? Two was it? Two forty nine was it or? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, 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 something like that. Anyways, yeah. Uh, um, wow, who did he fight? Who did he fight again? Who's <laughs> monkey? Wow, totally brain fart right now. No, Yoel. Uh, yeah, that, Yoel, Romero. That that uh, interruption brought to you by Modelo. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. So uh, yeah, I just I, I think this guy's got something. Is, is this like that one GSP loss? You know that Matt. You know talking about Matt Sarah. Is, is this it here? It could very well be. I I just I don't know, man. I I feel like the or re- is it a trilogy? I feel like, yeah, or is it a trilogy? Or is it a war that turns into a trilogy? Paulo Costa comes out. Paulo Costa comes out with a win, and then Israel comes back after a destruction, immediate rematch, after a crazy war, and then they go three. You know what I mean? I I see that because this guy, he's crazy. Now, I don't know what they do about steroids after the fact. Like, if he gets booked for roids, you know, uh, after a W, don't blame me. But I'm just saying he should do this at on on Saturday, dude. I'm going Adesanya, third round, third round knockout, third round stoppage, stoppage. Okay, yeah. 
All right, man. Either either way, I mean, th- this this is gonna be Dana White saying this is his fight of the year, like before he even called this thing. So for sure, you know, it's is definitely a fighter's dream, and uh, we're definitely gonna enjoy it. And the 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 card right under the fight right under it is is definitely not a it, you know it's a it's a fight that's exciting in many different ways. Like it, it's a different type of excitement because you got a guy in Reyes that just comes off a huge fight with Jones where, you know, he believes he won. A lot of people believe he won. He won that fight. We can get into that whole conversation, but his confidence is still high. He's a really good fighter, all around fighter. And then you've got a guy like Jan who, you know, obviously he's got the pressure of being like the, you know, the Polish, you know, the country behind him, all that kind of stuff. But he's one of those guys that just looks like he's been grinding it. You know, he's been grinding in his career. He's, yeah. he's, he's on a hot streak. He wasn't so hot, you know, coming in to the UFC when he first started. But now he's he's on a good streak. I just feel like for me, I, again, I got I hate going favorites, man. I just – it goes against everything in my bones. It's just not as exciting. But I'm going Reyes on this one, man. I don't know. Do you see, do you see Jan pulling this off? Yeah, well – everything you said is correct. You know, all of those factors. Can you you remind my wife that please? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We'll just put that in a loop. Every time she says something. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Everything you said is correct. Look, always he's, uh, he's coming in on a, a, like he's number three in the division. He's, you know, he's awesome striking. You know, he still he still has enough takedowns. You know, he's 12, 25, 52% around there. So looking at Reyes, you see him after that fight with Jones. A lot of people see that as a plus for Reyes. And as a person, it absolutely is. But as a UFC fighter in this situation, you still lost a fight, in my opinion. You still lost a fight. You did like, not hit in 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 the sense like you didn't close the deal. You didn't close you- the deal. Okay, okay? Yeah. and and you're and right. the, coming close is not winning. No, you're right, dude. That's why I asked. That you're definitely right. So now you're dealing with a guy who's been at the top, who's in a situation, he's touched it, he's kissed it, right? And now he's in a situation where he's got to beat a beast. Who's you know who's got that you know that that, that mentality you know that I, not to use immigrant mentality because my parents are immigrants but that that kind of I they need it you know he needs it and he seems like it mind you he if you look at him on embedded he looks pretty chill he's playing ping pong pretty good at ping pong although he'd probably smash him at that um, but yeah he, he looks pretty chill and I think that's kind of the allure of going to Fight Island. Um, but as far as Reyes goes, I think the biggest problem with him, and yes, he's a good fighter, and yes, is just experience. And experience at this level against a guy against a guy like Jan is kind of where I see a big difference between the two, and that will be the difference maker on Saturday. I think Blakowicz is going to win that fight. 
in a weird way. He's, he's probably going to knock him out, but I think it's just going to put the pace on. It's going to be one of those where Reyes is like, he's starstruck, call it whatever. I just don't see it. I don't, I don't see him winning. I didn't like what I saw against Jones. Yes, he's great. Yes, he's, you know, he's good. I just fundamentally, there's something to punching. Like he's, he's from the NFL, right? Or football? Guy is, yeah, he's got a football background. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? This guy's been probably been punching logs with his head since he was like 10 years old. <laughs> it's just, it's a different, it's a different level. And I think that he, he's going to be exposed, not that Jones was it. And I think it's going to be my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong on this one. I'm, I'm putting myself out there on two underdogs. Yeah, totally are. Yeah, you totally are. You know, but thinking about it logically, I, I love what, both of those fighters have been able to accomplish in the amount of time that they've been hot, so to speak, against two guys that should be there. And they're similar. Reyes and Adesanya are kind of similar in their body frame. You know, they're 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 striking, not striking, I think Israel's way better, but that kind of approach on how they're gonna approach a fight. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just I, I maybe I'm going my gut on both of these, but that's what it's telling me. I think you TKO in like the second. Does the seven-year difference between these guys, Reyes uh, approaching 31 and Jan approaching 38, does that play a factor for you in this fight? Normally, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say nowadays. Like before, I would definitely say yes. But especially at that weight weight class, at light heavyweight, you know, I think it – the. Again, I've said it before, but the the heavier the weight class, the, the easier it tends to be for uh, older fighters because of the knowledge, because their ability to stay in shape. I don't know, and I think this is that one of those situations. I'm not saying he's going to be like a long standing champion; he'll probably get knocked out and re- rematch or by someone else. But I I I, I think he's going to pull it off, and then whatever. But I, I just don't I don't think age is that much of a deal on this one. Because if anything, Reyes's age at 31, but a stunted 31 by not having done it earlier, right? So I think that's the again inexperience in this in this big time closing the deal situation. So if you parlay those two fights right now, and you you guys are listening, and you're like, you know what, the guru Phil Phil Susi over here with what's your record right now? You got some. Oh, it's some, ridiculous. Now, I, you know, I don't. Tw- even- it's it's 21 and two. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. I, I have I have proof of all the all of that. I think the internet just went wonky. Sorry. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Okay, but, so, uh, let me finish. so if you just took those two parlays together, those two fights, yeah. like you're saying the, you're basically taking the two main fights, taking the unders. You're looking at six point five to one, a bet plus six eighty seven with those two. So that's a that's a nice payoff. You put 10 bucks, you get 65 bucks. You put 100 bucks, you get 60. And that's what I'm talking about. Quality opportunities that you can put a little bit of cash and good and good good pay. That's two bets, 60 bucks. That's six times your return. That's that's pretty solid, you know. So I I think that you know, they're going to be fun fights either way. You're not going to be disappointed if you lose 10 bucks to to to, to make that kind of outside chance because if I'll tell you if both of those happen, we're in for a fantastic fucking night of fights. If Costo beats Israel and Jan beats Dominic, be ready for like crazy fights. Like these are going to be good ones. So, yeah, pumped. All right, where do you want to go next on this card? A couple of highlights. I want people to. I got three guys 
that maybe they're like that I'm they're on my hot spot right now. Um Hakeem Dawodo. No, that's what I was gonna ask you. I had it. I've got Okay, her. Canadian dude, but a beast. I like him against tu, uh Tukugov. He's literally he's you know, I was telling you earlier that I'm like on all the favorites for, yeah. for this part. He's literally the only underdog that I am able to find, and I didn't even realize he was Canadian, so that's a definite definitely yeah, it's a nice little tough flavor touch you know you feel good on that one it's a plus 105 nothing crazy basically a pick them but uh if you go by tko by hakeem um is he four- a star guy i don't i don't think so no where's he from Maybe out west or something. 450 he could be from here i gotta check him out it, I, I don't it's weird when it comes to canadian fighters i don't really invest time into them until they've done something i almost like don't believe the hype until they, they do I something. That's, I think that's just a Canadian thing, though. I think we're just we're like that in general in sports. Until you've done it, like like look at GSP. You know, people like like yeah. doing like his first 10, 10, uh, 10 fights before he really really had that. Uh, actually, maybe not, but no, not that much. Saying, we're 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 a little yeah. we're we're a little tough on our Canadian athletes. Like he does, he doesn't have uh, the Woodoo doesn't have a lot of fights on him. Uh, like we're talking. His gym says uh, Champions Creed Martial Arts. Don't so I'm much. clicking on it right now. This is uh, Sea Out West. Like I said, he's in Calgary. Yeah, there you go. All right, there you go. You got an interesting thing going on out there too. But yeah, man, there's yeah. Uh, I like I like him. I like him. Uh, he impressed me the last time. He's 11 one and one. He's a slight underdog, so I think he's gonna beat up Tukugov. So that's my pick on that one. Um, one more, if you like, just quickly. Because we we killed the first one, I think. By the way, Alex da Silva, Brad Riddell, potential Friday night candidate. Two guys that can that are. I love Brad Riddell as a fighter. He like he loves to throw, and da Silva's got a nice little. He's 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 beast, bro, as they used to say. <laughs> so who do you have in that fight? Um, because I like da Silva. See, it's funny because I was just about to say. Riddell's a huge favorite. So you may have unlocked another one. Dude, plus 260 De Silva right now. There you go. What the hell? I Like, I don't even want to do underdogs like this. I just, I, I don't, I, I never bet as a better. I want everyone to know that. That I do not bet as a better. I just pick the fight. Yeah, you're the opposite of me. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think odds. I don't even know the odds until I really get I'm looking there. at the line move. Like, there's one fight. Uh, yeah. Line? I think it was Klein where the the line like he was a, a big underdog and now it's basically a pick'em. And for me, when when something like that happens, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my money on on a guy like on Klein because just the action is moving it over for a reason, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you keep your eye out on that. But Diego Sanchez, you know, a guy we we we've been watching his entire career and I actually yeah. watched a clip of him. He's he's talking about. Uh, I mean, you know, we're in our 40s and he seems to be uh, really about discovering himself and, you know, again, oh, his inner, but, but dude, he's like, I, I kind of like what he was saying, but he's an entertaining guy in the ring though. Is he done? You think he's done? I mean, dude, he's plus five. five <laughs> no. Okay. This is one of those where I was going to say. Like he's fighting Chiamiev or whatever. Chiamiev. Yeah, I know. But you know, who doesn't love Diego? 
I know that's I, I like him, man. You gotta love him. Like he, he's like a you know what he's like? He's like he's like a old TV show that an actor from an old TV show that's still in that show. You're like, get the hell out of here. He's still on that show, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But he's still there. He's he won a fight recently. I I the guy's just too young, too strong, too everything. Like he's gonna crush him. It's gonna be bloody because he always gets bloody and and put it, easy money on Jake Matthews. Easy. Call it easy. This Alex da Silva is not easy money. He's twenty one and two. Brad Riddell's eight and one, but it's it's not as easy money. Jake Matthews, Diego Sanchez. If the nightmare proves me wrong, great. You know, even better. You know, for the story purposes, because what a story that is to this guy. I don't know how many brain cells he's gonna have left. I mean, like he's he's definitely doing some odd things, or he's just more advanced than everyone. But I like Jake Matthews 100% on that one. I had another uh, – There, I did have a second underdog looking at the female fighters here, uh, Eubanks. Sajara. Yeah, she's fighting – she's an underdog in this, but the and, you know, the record's 6-4-0, but she's fighting a Brazilian, I believe, who hasn't been in the cage for – I thought I heard a couple of years. You know anything about that? I don't actually. I know that uh, Sajara is uh, coming off a quick fight. She recently fought Caitlin Vieira. is is the uh, fighter exactly, and that that's kind of what, what the narrative there was ten and one. So, and she's coming off of a loss. Again, just looking. I, what I what I like to do is find I'm that sure. that under, underdog, and this is me betting as a as a as a better right. So. Looking, finding that one or two underdogs, which we outlined here, and popping one of them into a parlay with a couple favorites, and that and that's kind of uh, yeah, you know, exactly, exactly. Parlay, like right? throw throw a Matthews in there with uh exactly. with with an underdog, and or this, um who's the oh no he was actually there's a Spanish guy that's a, a big favorite, but he's not even worth it because he's such a the thing with Matthews though he's minus seven forty though it's like he's almost not even worth throwing on your. On I know. Your you're almost you're almost going better off trying to find more pick 'em type guys that you prefer as favorites, just because when you put a minus seven fifty or whatever it is on your card, it's it's you got to bring it back the other way, you know, to get paid. Yeah, yeah. Pino is another guy, but he's minus three hundred. Um, I mean, unless you go to, to bet on the length of the fight on that one, or. I don't know. Any other fights in, uh, on here interest you? I mean, I'm sure there's a few good ones <sighs> that we're not hitting on here. Uh, I think the, just the one that's another one of those uh, is Ibragimov. Ibra- yeah, that's great. Actually, I did have that yeah, one. I did I have one on my, uh, on my first parlay. I like that call. Yeah, I mean, Danilo Marquez, doesn't he have a picture on the UFC.com? I, I think the if yeah, I don't. I don't think he's the unranked guy, right? Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Not unranked, un, un not even visible. <laughs> he's gonna be the next, uh, the next Kamzat. Yeah. So I mean, that, that if he does, if there's like a whole like crew that's out of that area, like you know, we got to learn something then, man, because it's one of those where. Canada cornered hockey for a while, and then all of a sudden everyone started picking up because otherwise, what are they doing over there? And if you look at a combined record, it's something crazy. If you look at like 30 of their fighters, total amount of losses are like oh, eight. Really? No way. Yeah, 
it's like eight fights lost. All, all right, it's you like gotta, a hundred. That's your homework. You got to find that for next next. hundred percent. I'll find yeah. out. Put on. I'll put it on Instagram. Hit us up at at Goat MMA two on Insta and. That's right, man. Find Twitter. us Insta and Twitter for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Look, uh, anything else you want to talk about? I know there's a million different places we go. You got Kobe uh, fighting LeBron and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Well, that guy's he's, – he's pissing off a lot of guys. <laughs> like, man. Oh, I do want to ask this because I, I tried to find what it was. Was there really like a racist type thing that came out? Because I, I saw all the political stuff, and I don't want to get into that right now, but – like, is there, did okay. he, did he kind of get near that line or? Well, I, I, well, you know I, what? You know what? When you talk about something like that, yeah. we, we can't, we can't just speculate or. Oh, okay. oversee. I you, I you, no, I know, but no, I'm going to, I'm looking right now to see exactly what was said because. Cause I know there did. was like some comments about like LeBron can fight this guy and whatever that, that those okay. stupid comments, but. I'll quote MMA fighting here. Pardon my reading. Went back and forth, and Covington took aim at Usman by referencing his native Nigeria. Who did you get a call from? Did you get a call from freaking your little tribe? Did they give you some smoke signals for you? Covington shouted, "You're a joke, Marty Fake Newsman," because he got a call. He got a call from the president. Yeah, I know. I okay. Now that totally makes sense. Now I couldn't find it. All right. So, I mean, you heard Dana White today just say, you know, like kind of shrug it off, saying like, come on, obviously, obviously, right? If anything's racist, it's not acceptable, but we're not putting muzzles on these guys. Do you have any thoughts on this? I know it's kind of a sensitive. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you got to address it, right? It wouldn't be, you know, something like this. You got to get the muzzle off. Let's go. Okay. I think that uh, when you you have examples of, you know, Mike Perry used the N-bomb regularly and he's he says that he's one tenth black or whatever but he says he uses the m-bomb regularly that nothing happens to him so covington in okay you got to remember dana's a conservative he, say, yeah. he, he supports trump he believes yeah. in free market he believes in he's gonna make his he doesn't give a shit cutthroat he's proved that time and time again so he's not gonna especially covington who's buddies with trump right who asked him to be in the in the on the in the convention? So now you got this idiot Covington who's really like he's pissing he's legit pissing people off. Like you know what I mean? This this could get ugly outside of the octagon, and and it it just translates as to what's going on in the world. But man, this I mean whether it is racist, if you see I I, I personally definitely see the racial overtone with ill intent and i think that that's the problem with it it has ill intent and and when you have that then you're opening yourself up to a lot of pissed pissed off people and people you know you call it lebron jays man you know you know what i mean so if you're dana white how do you manage that because you're running a business where historically like he said muzzles have been off there haven't been any so again that's a slippery slope do you think we're at a point where there needs to be a step in by the by dana white or do you think it's let's just keep uh keep an eye on it type of deal no but like look dana still has a large black international dude 
international well, the, international absolutely so he, he he's not dumb enough to alienate just strictly on a business level he's not dumb enough to alienate all those people so you know he has to make a line now that line to me is when it's clearly crossed you know what i mean whatever that means i believe it to be crossed here but to the point if he drops an m-bomb or if he you know does something where it's crosses a cleared line I think that that's when Dana will step in. Otherwise, these little kind of ambiguous comments are just going to be swept under the rug or, or, or not acknowledged. No. But it, but it's kind of bullshit. And I think that it, he Colby, if he's being a character, he, he's... Uh, that's exactly where I was going. I, I was totally segueing there because that's yeah. where I want to finish this off. Like, you, you see a guy that maybe wasn't playing this quote-unquote character a few years ago. Right. And now he's taken over this persona. What are your thoughts on him specifically doing that? And what are your thoughts in general? Because you kind of have different versions of that. You've got guys that come in and they play a character. You've got guys like the Mac who just kind of evolve into this character organically. And then you have guys that they just, they are who they are, man. You know, they're not going to put on a show for the camera for an interview for a journalist or whatever it is. So where do you fit with that? You know, are you like a, well, this, uh, this is a psycho- that's a psychological question. And it's really interesting because well, I'm, just, I'm asking because you've got a guy this weekend who's fighting in the, uh, you know, for to defend his belt. And he's in that new, like, like you said, you know, he's, he's on Instagram. He's on, he's kind of like that sugar, you know, yeah, he's he, it's it's his generation. It's just that's what he's used to. So I'm just curious to know, like, what what do you what are your thoughts on that? What what do you think would be? Let's say what's what would be your approach? With what? With dealing with Colby? No, let's well, say first of all, first of all, let me. I want to address what you said earlier. It's really interesting about what you were talking about his psyche, and I think that this is a prime example of fake it till you make it and become it. Because think about it, like that guy was sleeping on the couch with John Jones back in university and he just went to the White House and got a call from the president, right? And that was a character that he turned on, but he became it and he's absorbing the char- the characteristics of it outside. He got kicked out from his gym. That's real. You think organically he became him or you think you just he, decided he, be- he said, you know what, I'm going to go heal. I I'm am going to go. I'm going to go, no, I'm going to do this character of Mr. America kind of thing because he knew WWE worked, right? Having that, that bad guy persona works. I'm asking. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And, but what happened was it, it became him and now he has no choice. He's made that decision. He crossed those lines. He's crossed those personal relationships where he's kicked out of his own gym. He has to do something new. He may be a good guy deep down, but he's, he is Colby Covington right now. So, we see tonight, or we see this weekend, it goes by. Without this weekend into consideration, what are you excited for coming up? What's what's the next big thing that you want to see UFC-wise? Because there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, that, that's coming up, like super fights, that kind of thing. What, what are you excited for most right now? Oh, this weekend? I'm, uh, you know, the end of the year is usually pretty, you know, it's pretty hot coming. The... I mean, there's a couple of whatevers. The Ortega Young fight, Korean Zombie is always good. But then, dude, dude, Khabib. That's why I'm asking. Khabib, Gaethje, October 24th. October 24th. Book it. 
That's that's what I'm talking about. You talk about a potential setting up the stage fight, Gaethje Nurmagomedov. That's a like if Gaethje wins, wow. If Khabib wins, GSP. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Ortega, let's see him rebound, and the next one's coming up. Booyah! All right, man. You heard it here. Goat MMA. He's the guru. He's the sucio. I'm JD, the gambling goat. And we'll check you all. Peace.